0: Hi this is Kim Pillay and Chantal Laibeau for Wise Matter, and today we're talking about living and working remotely.
1: Uh, so Kim, <laughs> uh, recent days uh, and everyone moving towards remote work means that research has had to move towards remote research. And working um, as you do you've been doing quite a bit of that online and i'm looking forward to chatting to you about how you've experienced that especially as an online gamer right you you've spent so much of your time online and and have an awareness of that what kind of tools have translated from that world in terms of things like etiquette
0: i've always been very comfortable with being very open and, and and doing majority of my tasks online and I think like, it's, it's been interesting to see how, as a company that I worked for, I worked I work for NetBank. And initially there was very much a, you have to come into the office and there was no uh, work from home policy. Uh, I mean, it's, it's not to say that th- there was no flexibility. There was like flexible working hours in that, but you had to be at the office every day. And prior to our uh, coronavirus lockdown that South Africa is experiencing right now, uh, NetBank came forward and actually said, "No, all employees can work from home till further notice." And I thought it was a really interesting thing for them to do, and they did it so fast without actually having any any plans or anything in place. And it's not to say that I judge that; I think it is still a beautiful act. They they still were like, "Look, we're going to value." everyone that works here and their families and everyone that they're in contact with, just go home. We'll figure it out on the way, you know, like along the way type of thing. Yeah. And, and I worked from home and then a lot of the, the stuff that we've sort of had to mold over the past week, past two weeks, I think it is, was, um, to create, uh, a daily standup, which our team was not actually doing initially. And it was interesting because in the office, um, I sometimes felt like it may have been helpful, but there were also other times where we were so busy and now irrespective, we make 15 minutes every morning to talk about, uh, what we're doing that day.
1: That whole daily stand up um, um, I've been practicing it for years in the teams that I've worked with, cause it's been mostly remote, but I think what's become so interesting is like you mentioned in the time of a pandemic, it's not just about checking in on work, but it's actually checking in on your work colleague. It's about becoming a touch base. And two of ours have fallen ill with COVID. Um, and so to, to be able to check on each other's health and, and keep that together too has become quite important, um, including people's mental health. Um, I was wondering what format your daily stand-up took. Um, you know, people have different formats.
0: Uh, so what we're doing now is each of us go through our workload um, and potential blockers that we may have. We also have introduced a new role in our team, which is almost like a a research ops role. So there's someone in our team who handles all the logistics and the operation side of things, potentially with recruitment and billing and other types of issues with booking rooms, which are no longer an issue right now. But refer and state those issues that we're having and she would then make a list of it, handle it for the day and tell us either during the course of that day or by the next day that it's resolved. So, oh, that's
1: awesome.
0: yeah, it's been great having that as well. I think it's also, it's a nice time right now. What we've also, what we did just yesterday was I was starting to see in our team that people were kind of, um, they were missing that contact and they were talking about how like, I could hear it here and there, people saying plans of things they would do when the lockdown's over and that. So something that we planned as a team was to do a session on Friday where we all had video on. So that's something else I'm noticing where uh, people are not using their video. And I think some people are feeling affected by it, uh, that they're not having that human contact, non-work related stuff for an hour. And everyone who wanted to talk could talk and whoever didn't want to talk didn't have to talk as well. It's not like a, a forceful, you have to tell us about your week. So yeah. it was, it was a beautiful session. and I think everyone just felt so much more comfortable and relaxed after. Mm
1: yeah because it's not just about uh the work it's about the connection We're we're touch points for a lot of people who are working completely alone and living completely alone under lockdown Um, and I really like camera on um because I think you're still going to work um so you know those rituals of get up in the morning shower get dressed go to work um are really important because I feel like it bleeds you know when I started remote working I used to work 12, 16 hours because it's so easy to stay at work. Um, But you, you, who, you know, you've spent a lot of your time online and an associate being online for both work and, and recreation, has it been easier for you to adjust? Yeah,
0: probably. Hey, I must say. And I'm also not really feeling, I don't really feel caged in. I, I don't really feel I'm not even like when we had that chat and when I've spoken to a lot of people, like I'm saying, they're planning for things to do after the lockdown. I don't, I don't, it doesn't really feel very different for me. And, and, and and I know, look, this doesn't, this doesn't bring down what the world is going through. I know there's a lot going on right now. And this is a very troubling uh, sensitive topic talking about why we're working from home, you know, but I think for me personally, I'm not feeling any, any issues with this. I'm, I'm actually enjoying it. And I'm very lucky and, and grateful as well, that I can still do, do my job perfectly from home.
1: So, so yeah. Yeah. No, I can understand that. Are there, are there things that you would advise people to, to do to help them stay more connected uh, given that people are living more and more online? You know, like my friends are having these zoom these zoom pizza nights and zoom bries and zoom um but it's that day-to-day right that you've got to get up and and your life has become smaller for a lot of people
0: that's interesting that you say the zoom bries and all of that that's very interesting. Hi, are, are you feeling the, the
1: are you feeling trapped? I'm really fortunate I'm in Plymouth. Um, I'm staying with friends. I came here to do self-isolation so I could go see my dad because my dad's not well. But um, So I'm in a really beautiful space um, and a beautiful neighborhood. So I'm really fortunate, um, but I'm away from, from uh, everyone. Um, so I'm pretty... I feel like i 'm in a quite a liminal space at the moment, um, so i 'm not close enough to see any family friend 's partner like i 'm too far from all of that um, and i don 't have my stuff, my bed you know I stopped over from Mexico going back to South africa, so i 've still got summer clothes, I had to rush out and get jerseys. Um, I don't have my books, I don't have, uh, I said to people yesterday, I don't have stationery, like my stationery, I don't have my books, my, Um, so on the one hand, very fortunate, but on the other hand, very disconnected, um, and very lonely, uh, which I think is, um, I spoke to a friend of mine and said, I've given up on the idea that I'm going to be a minimalist, because (laughs) because I have realized I need my books and my stationery, Um, and so this dream I had of being like, 30 objects in my backpack, traveling through the world as a researcher, I've kind of put to bed now. I've gone. (laughs) Actually I do need to go back to my little space in the world with my books, with my dog, with my, my life. Um, So it's quite interesting. I think how that's, how that's moving away. But another part has been is translating our lives into a remote world with, with the etiquette that's required of it. You know, you mentioned the, the cameras, you know, keeping your camera on, um, and what other, what other things have you changed going from physical meetings to remote meetings and physical interaction at work to remote interaction at work?
0: Initially it was obviously going to be done in person and then it was moved over to, uh, a video format. And the the style of this, these interviews are very personal and they're very like introspective and they're, they're also like, there's some deep questions. And it was, for me, it was also interesting to, to build that connection in a, in a video format, you know, and as well, it was super tricky because everything was tainted with COVID-19. I mean, when we spoke about, you know, what are your, what's a negative place? People like, right now you know? And I mean, that is still a good answer. That's a valid answer. I'm not feeling like in control. I'm not feeling safe. I'm not feeling, you know, I'm worried about my family. So it did really, it did show a lot as well. But I think this, I think something that I didn't anticipate and am now seeing so much is how COVID-19 is, is trickling, trickling and like ripple effect in, into like so many other projects and so many other facets of research that like, I never thought I'd see it in. Like I'm seeing it, obviously you're seeing it in budget where people are now being stuck at home, but I never thought I'd see it in people talking about their goals and aspirations.
1: Wow. And how's that impacting goals and aspirations? I mean, what did you see people talk about before and and now?
0: And I think, you know, the, 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 the biggest thing is about how we're as a collective, we identify like that we need to do certain things but there's also these um there's also people who are in south africa at least there's a very strong um there's a big group of low-income people and there isn't this knowledge of how it actually feels to be in that low-income bracket and to live like that. And what I'm noticing is people are just like, but why can't they just stay in their houses? Why can't people just stay in their little house? So so when you're like five people living in a house, that is a, basically, it's a shack and it's the size of a small little bedroom. And you have an outdoor toilet. It's very difficult to say, stay in your, your, your little room permanently, unless you're going grocery shopping. It is... I think it's super difficult. It's not as easy as middle class to wealthy South Africans who can leave their kids to play PlayStation or go on the go watch YouTube or Netflix or whatever. You know, like um, they don't have that form of entertainment or anything to keep them busy. So, yeah, it's been interesting and trying to understand. And, and as a researcher as well, we we can't. It's natural. We have our own biases as well. We're people too. You know, but I think it's this time has shown so much of, of of the instinctual beliefs and the things we the the mental models we have around this idea called lockdown.
1: Yeah, and how each of us can what, what survival looks like for, for each of those different groups of people. Um yeah. in terms of not survival like surviving COVID, but surviving lockdown. Um, and yeah. what, what are those comforts that we're bringing in? On biases, I think that's the biggest thing for me when I'm training new, new researchers or new teams is to get people to recognize their own biases. Um, as researchers, we, we witness it all the time and, and it's something we have to write out. And it's something, mental models that we have to be working with all the time. Um, you know, and there's dark design, which uses those mental models to manipulate people. Uh, and I was wondering with, within the collective, COVID-19 is, is obviously in, in this lockdown, this global lockdown that pretty much all countries except a handful are experiencing. Do you What do you think that's going to do for research going forward? How do you think that's going to impact research going forward?
0: You know, I'm interested to see how how this taints people's beliefs and their mindsets. Like I'm saying, like if you look at, so I've, I've, done, I've done quite a bit of my own private research as well as professional research on um, millennials. And if you look at American millennials, they have a lot of uh, hatred towards banks. And their hatred comes from, they had a, a really big economic crash and their parents were in a lot of debt and it ripple effected into... Their parents not being able to pay for tuition, and perhaps them having to take out loans for tuition and then being stuck in these loans for ten years and potentially longer paying it off, so they couldn 't go and buy a house they couldn't go on a nice holiday, you know all these other things and so they have this like this deep rooted hatred for sticking it to the to to banks, and I would be interested to see how. COVID-19 affects our society, and not just locally, but internationally. Like, How do we look at, there's so many things. How do we now look at Asian people? Because there are so many people that are now pre, uh, presenting with like this bias and this racism to, to Chinese people based on all Chinese people eat exotic animals, therefore this, therefore that, you know, those types of uh, horrible stereotypes. There's also the, okay, what do I think of my government? Has my government helped the people? Has my government been fast? There's also the healthcare system. I've noticed such beautiful things with how people are now talking about how healthcare is so helpful, and they're the real heroes, not the sports
1: players. You know. Uh, the other thing that's happening. Um, m- my sister's in a in a smaller uh, borough, and. They have, two, they have two different lines. They have lines for over 70s and lines for under 70s. So when you go to the shop, nobody more than 40 people are allowed in to practice social distancing. But there's a back door for all frontline staff. So whether you're with the NHS or the police force, everything stops. You go in and you, you hop the line effectively. Um, and that's been incredible. Um, and I think you're right. We're starting to really see the true heroes now of our lives, like teachers. Um, you know, everybody's teaching their kids from home. Um, and how that, I think, is going to impact how we see and value careers later is going to be very interesting. Um, but what's also so interesting is like you're noting that that millennial hatred, you know, for example, Virgin Airlines in America being given, asking for for help to pay their staff, but they've just paid out all their shareholders. So how are we going to look at shareholding in companies when companies are asking their staff to take pay cuts so that the share prices stabilize, you know? And I think that those are going to be really interesting things that are, that are coming out is how do we view these institutions? Um, also, you know, you and I are both, uh, have been consultants and freelancers. And the one thing about getting a permanent job was always security. But now no one has that security, you know, whether you've been with a company for 20 years or one year, we're all under the same challenging space. So that's yeah. really interesting. The other thing that's I read an article about was um, they've started calling the children born now the Generation C, so Generation COVID, COVID-19, and um, how those kids are going to engage with their reality. Um, there's all these studies about when nine eleven happened and children who were born um from mothers during nine eleven had higher uh, uh rates of adrenaline in their saliva yes. higher levels
0: I read about that yes. yeah,
1: so what are you know what what's going to happen to to them even my nieces you know they're they're tiny, but they understand to some degree what's happening and they can feel the anxiety. How yeah. does that come out um And that's that whole thing of of how do we build out psychologists, social workers, Um, for example, social workers here are now working in hospitals to help the frontline deal with what they're having to go through, which is mass death Mm. um, on a scale that we, you know, we're surpassing in, in terms of war. So those are going to be really interesting to see how they play out. Like for you, in terms of spending in banks and saving, are people going to become savers or are they going to become spenders? Um, what's going to push people to do either? How are banks communicating with their, their people around that? Um, mm-hmm. How are banks protecting their people? You know, one of the things that um, I, I know a few banks are doing is that they're holding off on all loan repayment but not on interest so you're still earning you're incurring interest so it's a very mm. you know it's never been seen before times i don't think anyone planned for it i think mm. companies like Ned um who have been so proactive to say we'll figure it out together go home protect yourself we'll we'll get it we'll we'll be okay I think it's just incredible. And then there's that flip side of that. Companies who have gone, well, we're cutting everybody's salaries, not because we have to, but because we have an opportunity to. Um, Neighborhood watches that have gone, this is actually a great time for us to get people off the streets um, Mm. instead of how do we ensure those people stay safe? So there's been both reactions, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And in terms of research, I think we're gonna see that impact For a very long time. You know, I always say to people in research, you know the truth for about five minutes, and then the truth changes. And I think that's that's what we're seeing now. We're seeing a new, a new world um, being being developed. Um, things like touching, hugging, greeting a person that you've never met. Um, how does how are we going to navigate that? Um And like you said, connection, how, how how are we going to navigate connection?
0: Yeah. And it's so important hey, like, you have to have that, that baseline trust between, between colleagues, between management and, and employees, because I mean, you see that the lack of trust leads to uh, management styles like micromanagement or, or where you're over Um, overloading an employee because you don't trust that what they're saying is true maybe that they're actually busy (laughs) you know Um, so and I mean I really do it's so interesting being in a team of researchers I I really love the team I'm in and where we are and they're so helpful it's 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 really great
1: oh that's awesome it's good to have a team that stands firm shoulder to shoulder um, especially now there's something I'm also really interested in is we we speak quite a bit as researchers about the, the overload that we experience. Um, you know, there's the, the idea that you're not asking somebody about their bank account, or you're asking them about the, the most intimate longings for themselves and their families connected to finance. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that 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 openness is going to be, you were saying that people are talking about like, this is, I am in the worst time of my life. Do you think people will yeah. become more open?
0: Look, uh, from from my perspective, what I experienced was, I, I felt like it was a, it was like a layer of, of COVID-19 over everything that people were answering. Um, It was, it was also a great participants. I had a great set of people that I chatted to, uh, Last week, week before, and I think it was just what can also reduce that connection, I think, is connectivity. So your bad signal, your bad bad video connection, or potentially not having video. Like that was something big for me. Those days I made sure I wasn't in my PJs, I had my video on and I was there smiling and letting them know that, you know, they're answering fine. Cause I think that's something else interesting. When you do an introspective analysis, uh, it's like people are very bad (laughs) at describing themselves. We, we, we don't self analyze very well. So a lot of the time people would be like, or an individual would be like, but uh, did I answer your question? You you know, like, is it fine? And it was great. Like the answer would have been great in defining who they are and their behavior and their thoughts and their beliefs, but they would still feel like they didn't get it right. And it was also about having that video on showing them that like casual yet it's okay you did fine you know
1: yeah.
0: if your answer is perfectly fine <laughs>
1: yeah. it's it, there's something in that i get i guess about being witnessed and validated
0: yeah, yeah. true yeah. yeah true
1: as a human we really want to be witnessed and validated especially yeah. when everything is so unsure like if someone yeah, can just me. see me and say good yeah. job <laughs> yeah um so what tools just to wrap up what tools are you using and relying on at the moment to help you through just working remotely and researching remotely
0: Uh I'm mainly using Zoom. You're using Zoom too though, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Zoom is Zoom is I mean there's a lot of negative press right now about the Zoom bombing and you know Nazis and stuff but uh I've I've always used Zoom um in the companies that that we've worked in there's other options, though, in terms of video conferencing. Um,
0: mm-hmm. People
1: are using Skype, uh, Google Hangouts. Um, but Zoom is, is really great. Um, in terms of usability testing, look back is great. And it's really well priced. It's it's expensive for South Africans. And it's going to get more expensive because of the, uh, because of the exchange rates. You know, it's $119. Um, and so I... I wish there was a way that you could kind of give your your business address because obviously you can change your VPN, um, but you could you could give your business address and say, look, this is where my business is registered. Is there a way that I could play, pay a more relative to my economy price um, for this tool? But Look Back is amazing. You record the person and their screen. Um, so it's this incredible uh, tool of engagement. Um, it's quite funny though because obviously everybody it's kind of from the chin up. <laughs> but oh. it's, it's a great tool. Um I really enjoy it and and it gives us um information. That's amazing. Uh, it would be great to also heat map that. Um Ooh, you know, yeah. if they brought, brought in that and heat mapping. Um other things it does is it does a transcription, um, so you can transcribe it and yeah, which is really, really great. Um for for us, you know, we work in uh, places we don't, we're not native speakers for. So mm-hmm. Mexico City or Zambia, places like that, where I've worked, it's quite a challenge. Um, so those are the two the two ones that I've always relied on uh, substantially um, as tools, mm-hmm. and they're they're really accessibly priced. I love that Zoom also has these breakaway rooms that you can you can use breakaway yes. rooms
0: about it yes, yeah that's really- I
1: haven't used it yet but a friend of mine says it's brilliant she runs a lot of workshops um, that way um and then skills like what skills do you think have become or have you read anything to help people with remote
0: I think communication it was it's always been important but I think now so now so more than ever because you you're not even there at your desk. So there's already a, I wouldn't say a suspicion. There's a concern that it may not be work. Um, and, and and this is not to say that this is exactly how NetBank's seeing it, because I haven't had the feeling that NetBank's checking my every move or that they're asking me what I'm doing at every point in the day, you know. Um, but I think for a lot of people, keeping that communication up and letting your superiors know and even your colleagues know and and as well even a lot of people for your own just sanity communicating with those that are maybe that if you are staying alone maybe communicating and doing zoom prize, <laughs> you know and mm-hmm. stuff like that to just keep connected because yeah I, I think it is a it is a tough time for a lot of people
1: yeah and it's uh, you know it reminds me how many things happen over water coolers so many decisions are made over water coolers and sometimes made without you know the really good stakeholders involved or people who really should be coming into those decisions and so i'm over documenting i mean i think as researchers we document a lot um, but you know that over document document all your meetings keep keep a log um you know like a sheet a google sheet or an excel sheet of these were the meetings. This is what was said. These were the decisions that were taken, and this is the, mm-hmm. these are the next steps. Um, mm-hmm. Just to help people, especially because people are getting sick around us too, and not not just mm-hmm. COVID nineteen sick, but stress is creating people. It's change of season, so people are going to get. Yeah, cold. we had it the same. Um, you know, in in the remote companies I've worked with before, is people get sick and they come in and out, but it's easier for them to come back in when they've got those meetings to look at. Mm -hmm. um they can even review it every day for five minutes and still feel that connected and still maybe write a note um so that that helps a lot and yeah i think like you said those moments where you can take with your work colleague to almost crack a beer together or have a glass of sparkling water from in my case (laughs) but where you can just sit together and have a hey how's everyone doing so Thank you so much. This has been a really great chat. As always.
0: I'd really be interested in doing uh, another session on, on look back in, in detail to hear more about your experiences, you know, its shortfalls and, and everything as well. I think even though it's a paid tool, it is still interesting to know how it works in that.
1: Yeah. I, we went from 14 days to to paid because we did the trial and then did the paid for because it's it's really worth worth doing, especially you know we're going to be remote for a long time now so yeah um so it's always been a tool i've i've really relied on thank you so much for spending time with me and time together
0: <laughs> it's been great to connect even all the way in england england to south africa
1: yeah that's how it works now <laughs>